CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. It's called Article 5 of NATO, and it says if one NATO nation is attacked, then all NATO nations, including Canada, will respond. Our soldiers may not be actively fighting in the Ukraine conflict, but they are on a front line, deployed in the Baltics. Jean-Viev Boschman is in Latvia, a country ready to confront the Russians. Here, near the border of Russia and Latvia, there's a sense of worry. There's a lot of uncertainty. We just hope that uh, so something has to change. People who live so close to what could be the next front line are watching what's happening in Ukraine. They kill people, children, and families are suffered from, from this. Is, it's, but are you afraid or concerned about that it may come here? Yes, of course. As a war rages a thousand kilometers away in Ukraine, this small Baltic state readies to be NATO's first line of defense. A line which, if crossed by Russia, would draw the rest of the world into armed conflict. NATO's Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg knows how great that risk is. Our ultimate responsibility is to keep our one billion citizens safe. This means we must do everything possible to prevent the conflict from spreading beyond Ukraine. Canada leads a battle group in Latvia. They train at Camp Adagi, in a forest northeast of the capital city of Riga. Captain Marc-Alexandre Peugeot from Valcarcier military base in Quebec has been here just over three months. Our heart are all with the Ukraine right now. Uh, for us, the main goal is uh, to keep pushing in the same direction our mission here is in Latvia. And uh, it's just to make sure that we're ready for uh, any scenario. We keep doing what we're doing in order to stay ready. Tell me a little bit about what we saw today on the firing range. Uh, today was a, a whole mix of all the vehicles, all the weapon systems, all the nation that are participating in the mission right now. Uh, so we had the chance to see uh, infantry fighting vehicles, main battle tanks, anti-tank weapons, uh, indirect and direct fire support. So basically for us, it was just uh, an opportunity to show our, uh, our firepower. One of the key aspects of these exercises, they're yearly exercises, but they're here to ensure that these different nations can coordinate, they can work together well in the field. Canada's presence in Latvia is a response to the Russian invasion of Crimea in 2014. It put the world on alert. It is not appropriate to invade a country and at the end of a barrel of a gun, dictate what you are trying to achieve. This small peninsula on the northern tip of the Black Sea caught in a decades-long tug-of-war between Ukraine and Russia. Putin's invasion in Crimea and now in Ukraine has mobilized NATO countries to respond. Canadians in Latvia are just one group on standby. This is the alliance demonstrating uh, its will uh, and staying uh, short of being provocative in terms of an offensive capability into Russian territory. Others are in Estonia, Lithuania and Poland. 40,000 soldiers, sailors and paratroopers ready. 
The Canadian commander in Latvia is Lieutenant Colonel Dan Richel. These exercises uh, that we run regularly um, help us to, to be ready to be interoperable with NATO allies, uh, but obviously with the current situation, our mindset uh, is very focused on being able to ready, being ready to uh, accomplish any of those tasks. It's all about uh, the deterrence and being ready to defend. Dagovpils is a small Latvian city close to the Russian-Belarus border. A strategic line could be drawn here should the war in Ukraine escalate. As winter melts away, there's a quiet calmness in the streets. The city was the site of heavy fighting during both world wars, and there are many signs of Soviet occupation here. World War I nearly destroyed Dagovpils. In 1941, this city, which once was home to a thriving Jewish population, fell to the Germans. On the streets here, people are willing to stop and talk about the possibility of war. There's, has been, I mean, there's been war here before. Do you, are you afraid? Are you concerned? Um, yes. It's a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty and, uh, uh, well, we are part of NATO, and uh, we are really grateful that uh, they can provide us uh, uh, the security uh, in the means of troops and also uh, assurance uh, from the officials uh, that uh, they will cover us. Uh, but, you know, um, there's always a small uh, yeah, this drop of doubt. Opinions of Russia's fierce battle with Ukraine divided. A quarter of Latvia's population is Russian. Hardly any flags of blue and yellow are seen here. I hear people seem a little bit divided here in town. Yeah. A lot of people are pro-Russian here. This director of a renowned music school feels the division. And what does he think about that? What do you think about that, that it's so divided? <laughs> And in another school nearby, hope for Ukrainian families who have left everything behind. We were afraid to go on a train with my husband. We went to the airport. Marina Goretzka has a 13-year-old son and a 9-year-old daughter and is here to enroll them in school. The mayor of this Latvian city, a former hockey player, reached out to her son's Ukrainian hockey league to offer help. That's your son. What's his name? Marina hopes her son might even be able to play again for the local team here. In many corners of this country, there are stories of support. They're all full. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's, we need more cars. But it's not possible. Yanis owns a fleet of vehicles and is making his third trip to Kyiv, a thousand kilometers away. He takes much needed supplies and aid and returns with refugees. We know what we need to help another, each other, and we need to be one big family and help another. Latvian officials have said their country is ready to bring in at least 10,000 Ukrainian refugees. Safe for now. But not far away, NATO troops preparing to defend any Russian expansion west.
Even though the Soviet Union occupied the Baltic countries after World War II, Canada never recognized the puppet governments installed in Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. And Canada was among the first to recognize the newly independent governments after the fall of the USSR. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.